What's up, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of Com Chatter, my Star Wars Squadrons podcast interview talk show thing. Still don't know really how to label it. Uh, the guest today is Raul Coley. I'm so excited about this episode. I've been a fan of Raul's for a long time. Uh, I'm so thrilled that he took the time out to uh, speak with me, but I do want to give uh, two quick disclaimers for this video. First, uh, there's some language in it more than is usual for this channel. Uh, I tend to try to keep it pretty family-friendly, but the vibe of this show, I want it to be just uh, two friends playing games together and chatting about Star Wars. I didn't give Raul any sort of heads up uh, that I try to keep the swearing to a minimum. So there's some swearing in this, and more than I felt was worth the time to go in and bleep, so just be aware of that. Second, I also messed up the audio recording on my end a little bit. Uh, specifically, I had basically two mics running into one audio track for me. Uh, so Raul sounds fine, but I have this echo, and the audio at first sounded real bad. Uh, and I've reached out on Twitter and got some help from people I want to give a shout out to. At at chat, my friend Zach, Uplink Podcast, Kristen, Drew, uh, thank you for reaching out and helping me and also uh, straight up fixing the audio. <laughs> so uh, thank you to all of you. Uh, it, it's still not perfect and that's my fault. There's only so much that can be done. Uh, but when you hear me talking, I sound a little weird. Uh, fortunately, the show is about Raul, so I ask him questions, and then, uh, he does most of the talking, and, and he sounds fine, so just when you hear me, that's what happened. I'm still getting used to this whole podcasting thing and everything that goes into it, so, uh, I'm, I'm bummed that it had to be this episode that I messed something up on, but now I know for the future. Uh, it's still just a great talk. Uh, I had so much fun playing and speaking with Raul, and again, just uh, I want to thank him for taking the time out uh, to, to have some fun in Squadrons with me, but I hope you all enjoy the episode, and here you go. What's up, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Com Chatter. I am so excited for my guest today. You might know him as Hollywood's bad boy, Mr. Fashion, Robbie on <laughs> iZombie, uh, but most recently you can see him as the fan-favorite character, Owen, in The Haunting of Bly Manor. It is Raul Coley. How's it going? That was that was a heck of an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Missed the fashion. Yeah, I mean it's, it's the only thing I had scripted for this whole thing. I was like, I gotta get. Okay, gotta and get now you're done. Perfect. <laughs> it's, it makes me laugh when people like Funhouse fans have have edited my wiki pages and my IMDb pages, and then like Vanity Fair will do an interview, and they'll bring up stuff, and they'll go, "Can you explain why you're called Mr. Fashion?" And I'm like, "Not, not really, no." I mean, just look at you. Do you see those those GQ photos of you? I mean, dude, 99% of the time, I'm just dripping in Liverpool gear. That's it, all I do. My, my sister called me when before Bly came out. She's like, for, God, like, for God's sake, please stop wearing Liverpool shirts in everything you do. <laughs> and I wouldn't do this if I was in the UK because there's a sort of stigma attached to um, wearing football club, like, you know football team wear and things like that that it's like um it's basically you're kind of called out for being a chav uh, i don't know if you know what chav is but that's you know no. that's that's what that is a chav is like excuse the but it's it's it, it's it's a british version of what in america you would insult someone by being 
trailer trash or whatever the, that kind of equivalent sure, is, right? Sure. That so chavs are that kind of equivalent, and they usually the the stereotype is that they wear like you know football kits and sports gear and stuff like that. And I would I, I never wore them in the UK, but as soon as I came to like America and Canada, no one else is wearing it. There's no stigma attached, so I've just been like all out wearing like the most unfashionable Liverpool gear I can find. Um, so no, I'm not Mr. Fashion. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. I hope it does. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so we were talking right before we started the game up. Uh, you're, you're using a stick right now. I'm impressed. Yeah, I have, I have no right to be using a stick. Absolutely no right. Like, I'm, I'm better with the controller. Obviously, we're playing on, on Steam right now, but I've been playing this on my PS4. And, yeah. I, I, but it's just because it's sitting here on the table. It just feels like a cop-out to then plug the controller in. It's... <laughs> It's calling to me and the and the authenticity of it, you know. Oh yeah, I have, you know, I have the instruments on only. I don't have any HUD. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I know. I don't know what I'm doing. Bro. You're putting me to shame immediately. No, I'm not, because you're <laughs> you're the one that's going to end up with twelve uh, kills. I'm the one that's going to be screaming and shouting and and getting taken out. Oh well, yeah, but that's because I'm too afraid. Like I got good with a controller and I have my HUD sitting right behind me, and I'm like, I do need it. To... Why don't you? Why don't you join me? Why don't I you will. set it up I... and join me? I'll do it after our, our warm-up game here. I'll join you. Okay. It'll, it'll be terrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that. Uh, so I, I do want to talk to you a little bit about just like Star Wars in general, What your how your yeah. fandom started. Uh, what was your introduction to Star Wars? Dude, I was... Uh, it, was the, it was special editions. Mm. Um, marketing grabbed me by the balls, even though I wasn't a fan of Star Wars. There was those Dorito Pogs... I don't know if you remember that, but like if you got a pack of Doritos, uh, you get like these little, you know, pogs. Or I, I remember discs. pogs. <laughs> yeah, and they went into a binder, and I was collecting them before I even knew what a Lando Calrissian was. <laughs> and I, so, and, and my cousin, I, I'm a cousin, I looked up to my cousin so much. He was like a big, big, big part of my life. Um, I've just spoke about him like he's dead. He's not dead. Um, but so he was a huge Star Wars fan, but I wouldn't. I just, I just didn't really like gravitate towards that franchise. I was heavily into Rocky and Batman as a kid. Nice. And then I think it was my eleventh or twelfth. Whenever nineteen ninety, whenever the, the special edition VHSs came out, that gold box. Oh yeah, yeah. Silver for the widescreen, gold for the for the for the four by three. I remember it being my birthday. My dad was like, "Well, what do you want?" And and I pointed to that as, "Can I have this?" And even he was a bit like, really? Do you even care? Like, who gives a shit? But he did. He got it for me anyway. And I, I remember I got it on a Friday. And I watched A New Hope and I watched Empire Strikes Back on Friday. And then I woke up at 7 in the morning, because it was my bedtime, to watch um, Return of the Jedi. And in that span, that little binge, my life changed. That yeah. was it. Everything about me changed. Um, so much so... It's had a, it has had it is the sole and direct impact in, in my career choice. That's it. There's no other. Really? There's no love for the arts. Yeah, man. I didn't go to drama school. I wasn't doing school plays. I could give a shit. I just so I I, I was kind of I had a rough time at school, right? Yeah. And Star Wars was my escapism. I, I watched it every day. I'd come home and for two hours, my school problems didn't exist. Whatever, you know. I don't want to go as far as to say bullying, but you know the kind of shit that kids get when you're yeah, at school. Yeah. I was in the Moss Eisley Cantina for two hours. That was it. I was on the Millennium Falcon, and I didn't think about my acne. Um, 
you know, any of that stuff. And and then I remember thinking to myself, like, how, I, I want to be in this world. What do I do? How do I how do I get into this world? What, and um, I ended up. Well, at first, uh, which I think I've spoken about before, I'm not sure if you and I have had a conversation about it, but I actually um, broke into the healing studios uh, when when George was doing the pickups for Attack of the Clones. Um, I broke in and with my uncle who helped me because I have this shithead uncle who <laughs> loves, loves crime. And uh, he helped me. We got in there and I had a letter, handwritten letter. And the address, dude, I'm, I'm surprised this didn't fucking work out. The address was George Lucas, Star Wars, Ealing Studios. And I thought, yeah, that's going to that's gonna wind up in his hands. Of course it is. Uh, and in it was a handwritten letter. <laughs> yeah. Um, in it was a handwritten letter to George, basically asking if I could have uh, an extra role in anything. I'll do anything to be in this franchise. Yeah. Um, but I only made it as far as the car park. And I think I saw his name plaque. Uh, and that's as far as I got. I was escorted off the premises. <laughs> uh, so good job, Eden Studios. Um, yeah. And, and then when I was at 17, I was deeply miserable at college. And I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I was going into, I, I think I need, initially wanted to go into special effects. I thought maybe I could be a part of ILM because I was pretty good at art. Uh, I am not paying attention, by the way. Today. That's kind of the point. It's getting destroyed. <laughs> oh yeah, I just. I haven't even too. shot. I haven't even shot an AI. Yet. <laughs> um, I'm just rattling on. But uh, but yeah, so I was. I, I wanted to work for ILM or Lucas uh, Lucas Arts. Um, nice, yeah. So I studied media production at college, and I fucking hated it. Um, and then we were doing um, our own short films, and I tried. You know, I ended up being in one of my own short films, and I was like, well, holy shit. I think I can do this. Um, so I went to drama school to be in Star Wars, but the timing didn't work out because in my first year of drama school, Revenge of the Sith came out. So it didn't really work out that well. Um, and then, yeah, and then that's it, man. And then I ended up just loving my job more than, than anything in the world. So, yeah, but that's it. The whole reason I'm here, man, the whole reason I'm sitting in Vancouver right now on Midnight Mass, just because I saw those films, just because of George and... That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's super, I did not know that. Yeah, it's, and it's the truth. I'm not even exaggerating, dude. There's no inflation here. What, like, I'm not. That is it. I have one reason why I'm here. So, uh, I, I mean, I, you haven't made it a secret at all that, yeah, you want to be in a Star Wars. Uh, so, what, what would be your, like, ideal character to play or even type, job, Sith, Jedi, Rebel, Imperial? Real, real talk. I want them to bring Karl Katarn back. Oh, I know yeah. I look like I look like a Indian motherfucker version of him. I know I do. I got the grey beard, man. I, I mean that that's what like the Dark Forces series, Jedi Knight series were my uh, favourite. Oh, I, I love them. I I They're incredible, and they, I don't think they've aged at all. They still give me joy. Um, uh, that the, I mean, it's just stuff I played as a kid, man. It's Dash Rendar and it's stuff like that. Um, but obviously, I know that they're now part of Legends, rather. Than, dude, I'm not killing anyone. You know, this is the hardest thing to <laughs> interview and shoot. Um, but yeah, so so. I I, I I I think Jedi will always be my top pick. Yeah, I mean, I, Kyle Katarn, like you're kind of cheating there because then you get to be a stormtrooper and a rebel defector and a Correct. Jedi, like, and kind of He's a rogue smuggler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, and I, I, I fan casted. Um, 
got. Why is her name escaped me now? On the Raven. Um. J- J- is it? No, not. J- J- Jin? Oh. No. Who's, who's his co pilot? Oh, no. Now you're good. Yeah, now yeah. that you've brought it up, and now I can't think of it. Dude. <laughs> I know it. Jan Ors. Jan Ors. I was going to say Jin So. It's so yeah, stuck yeah. in my <laughs> head. And I'm like, what? Jan Ors. Uh, Gemma Chan. Me and Gemma Chan. Carl Katan and. and, and, and uh, Janos. I mean, just, I think we got a fan film ready to go now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Look, the truth of the matter is, I know it's going to happen. Um, I can't really talk about much, but I've gotten way closer than I've ever let people think um, to that to that saga and to that franchise. Just, sadly, things don't always work out. And, sure. and it, wasn't, it wasn't their fault. It was on me. Um, but things have, you know, there's been, you know, I've, I've, I've flirted in, in the past, but I'm, I, I, one day, I know one day it will happen, and it's not for clout. It's got nothing to do with anyone but me. It's my own personal bucket list, and that's oh, yeah. what it is. It's got. I, I'm not trying to do it because I'm jumping on some sort of hype train or uh, anything. I'm just like, look, I've got this one thing to do before I die. <laughs> now it's just become this separate thing to my career. It's got nothing to do with career advancement. It's just, hey, I've got to get this done before I die, and then I know I did it. And it's my own little personal accomplishment. And it's not. And it's not like I'm very loose with it. I don't have to be in a film. Uh, a video game, TV show. I just want one character that I've portrayed. That's all. Right. In that universe. It's part of that universe. Preferably, I'd like George to come back. And I'd be his guy. I'd be his Hayden Christensen. And me and George <laughs> would work on something together. That would be the ultimate if I got to work with Dad. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. That seems more unlikely than, than anything. Um, since, since you bring up how close you've got and i we, we don't have to go into details but i mean you've been uh all over you've been blowing up twitter frankly talking about ezra <laughs> yeah. uh that that's not what you're talking about right no no no, <laughs> no so the ezra stuff was funny um so what happened there was i god where do i start okay so <laughs> about six months ago I saw a casting announcement, or no, a rumor that uh-huh. was like, Disney are looking for Asian actors, Middle Eastern actors to portray a live action Ezra, uh, who would be in his 30s. Now, I obviously, I, I'm, you know, I'm a Rebels, I'm a huge Rebels fan. Uh, I'm a bigger Clone Wars fan, but I still love Rebels. Mm-hmm. I, um, I obviously like retweet, I quote tweeted that with like, you know, the eyes, like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I know a guy who kind of fits the build. Um, Dev Patel, but yeah, so I, I, um, I, I did that, and that was it. And then, and I actually sent that tweet to my manager. I got in contact with my team. And they're pretty cool like that, uh, and you know, you basically set them on the on the path. You're like, yo, if this is a real thing, uh-huh. you find out who's casting. You can you can you do some research, and if it is, can you throw my name into a hat? I'd like I'd, I'd like to you know read for it at least. Um, I actually never heard back from her manager. That was it. She was like, yeah, I'll look into it. And I never heard back. Six months had gone. I was watching something. I think I was watching Rebels on YouTube or I was watching a classic. I think I was watching maybe just clips. I feel like I was watching the Twin Sons episode. Mm, something. Yeah. Anyway, and I was off to the gym. And I, without thinking, 
just because I remember that old, like, oh, I wonder if they did put a live-action Ezra in Mandalorian, or I wonder if they ever did, if that was a rumor. Yeah. I just tweeted that whole getting into Lothal or oh. shape. That was it. That, that was the only reason, because I was literally on my way to the gym. So I go to the gym, I work out for an hour, I come back, and there's fucking articles, dude. And I was like, oh, shit. This picked up in a way I had no... Oh, it's trending. Yeah. Like, what the fuck have I done? That's hilarious. And so I'm just sort of flabbergasted with it all. And... I'll be honest with you, dude, man. Actually, I've never admitted this. I didn't even admit this to, like, my loved ones. <laughs> Seeing the support... Oh, yeah. It, it kind of gave me, a like, a... I kind of, like, role-played a bit for a second. Like, it, it's... Like, seeing so many people be like, Oh, my God, this dude would fucking crush Ezra. Uh -huh. This is fantastic casting. It broke my heart. It actually broke my heart, because I was like, Can you imagine if that was real? The support, if that was announced, would have been insane. Like... That's some positive Star Wars shit. That's not, you know, we don't want this brown dude. It, it would have been amazing. I didn't see a single negative comment about mm. it. Um, people say I'm too old, but they don't realize that. Oh, I, I can't really speak about why I look old right now, but you can get, you can figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, so 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 like, outside of that, man, the community were just amazing, and I'm I am a part of this community. That's why I don't mind fucking with them. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I, I have as much Star Wars ownership. I have as much ownership over this franchise as any other fan on the planet, and I dare you to challenge me. Like, I spend all my earnings on Hot Toys figures. I've been doing this <laughs> since I was a kid, man. That I, 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 I mowed lawns and washed cars to buy um, the Power of the Force uh, action figures. I would cycle on my bike to the nearest Toys R Us to get the lightsabers. Like, I was there. It doesn't mean just because I've become an actor doesn't mean. I'm all of a sudden, I should be more responsible towards that community. No, I am. A, I'm a Star Wars fan. For sure. You know? I, and, I, I love, that was a fun afternoon on Twitter. It really was, dude. <laughs> and it really, and, and so, and, and the thing is, I was denying it. I was like, holy shit, look, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but at the same time, I because I, I am a troll, and I, I know I can be a dickhead, I still sort of kept fucking with everyone. So I wouldn't completely shut it down and then disappear. But even when I said, like, no... Uh -huh. People were like, ah, Disney got him. Right. He fucked up. Disney, it didn't matter what I said anymore. So I just started having fun with it because everyone was being amazing. And the truth is, they still are. I mean, I've seen, oh, look, you're always going to get one or two dickheads, right? That sure. go, fuck that guy, looking for clout, D-list actor, blah, blah, blah. You go, yeah, all right, it's not that. It's just having fun, man. It's just having fun. There's nothing to it. I don't need the clout. And I'm about to sound arrogant, but like, I think I'm doing all right. I don't need to I like, so, yeah. pretend I'm in something right now when my show's like the biggest show in the world, right? It's number one in, in every country. So it, it is purely out of the love of the community, the memes. That's all. It's just fun. It was just, it was, I was, I was, I was 11 years old again, <laughs> fantasizing about being in that franchise. And, and the community were just amazing. Um, that's Ezra. That's it. There's nothing else to it. I'm not in Mandalorian. I'm not in any type of version of it. I don't even know if they fucking if that casting rumor was true about them looking. I was just playing because it might be one of the only Star Wars characters that could be um, from animation that could become uh, live action that has my skin tone. So why not? Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's the whole Ezra story. You got the exclusive. Um, I am. There's I, the title. I, 
my Mickey Mouse hasn't got a sniper on me. <laughs> Nothing. It's just fun, and it's still been fun. I put up a picture today, and I, I, I didn't put it up to troll anyone. I was just writing he 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 he, and then I realised I could stick Ezra in the he's. <laughs> That's it. That's as, far, that's as far as it is. That's it. I've got no publicists doing anything. No one cares. They're like, no, Roll's just mucking around. <laughs> but that's um, what got me, dude. It's like, shit, they would like me as Ezra. Oh, yeah. I mean, stranger things have happened. People have gotten roles for a variety of reasons and seen, like, already a big old outpouring of support. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I have a few degrees of separation from, from Filoni. Um, I've been fortunate enough to, to, to get to know Sam Witwer, who's just a big legend oh, yeah. and a wonderful human being. And it all started with painting minifigs, which is <laughs> funny because we both paint minifigs. It's Legion, Star Wars Legion, and I, I do the model kits from Bandai and Fine Molds. Um, and obviously he's Filoni's boy. But I don't do stuff like that. I never reach out to friends and be like, yo, what's he saying? You reckon you can tell Dave or, like, say what's up? Sure. I'd never <laughs> but yeah. Uh, if you, like, so, so Ezra is, you know, an already established character. Would you prefer to kind of do your own character? Or do, would it appeal to you more to do something like Ezra? Or uh, no do you care? <laughs> I have, yeah, no preference. Whatever whatever it, you need me to do. You want me to be an American, I'll be American. You want me to be British, I'll be British. You want me to be a Jedi, an Imperial, a background extra, I still don't care. I'm still not... Like, if they were like, hey, look, you want to be this Stormtrooper? Yeah. And then job done. I wash my hands, and then I move on to, you know, working on projects that are more about my career rather than just this bucket list thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Obviously, I mean, I have, if I'm if I was really gonna, if I, if I you know, if I had my pick, of course I'd love to just anything. I love the idea right now of I, I like the Kanan Jarrus idea. I love yeah. that story, whatever story that is. I love the exile that the Jedi are, are on the run. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and I love that in Mandalorian. I love that if that's a concept that's being explored, which it sounds like it might be. Um, the idea of like the Jedi are in hiding, anything along those lines, um, yeah. Because I can lightsaber uh, fight like a motherfucker. No one realizes <laughs> that's one thing I'm fantastic at. Have you taken lessons, like fencing lessons, or? Yeah, uh, I've had. Um, I've, I've done a, a, a hell of a lot of stage fighting, uh, sword fighting for for various Shakespeare plays using broadswords and rapiers and stuff like that, and I've uh, done kendo. Yeah, like. I'm good to go where that's concerned. Now, did you, did you take fencing lessons for stage fighting, or specifically because you wanted to get good at uh, lightsaber fighting? Get good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was to get good. I was like 12 or 13 when I was doing it at school. Yeah. I think uh, my dream, if I, like, I'm not an actor at all, but if I were to choose and be able to be in a Star Wars movie, I just want to be a pilot. That says something like, I can't shake him and explodes. That would be my dream. <laughs> I, I think that would be, be so awesome. Cool. That's, that's one of my favorite costumes. The original Rebel um, pilots, that orange, it's just, I don't know, it's more Star Wars to me than any other costume. I totally agree. Um, the, they just, like, I, I couldn't pre order it quick enough. Uh, Hot Toys just. 
previewed. I think it's for 2022. Luke in his um, in his his pilot gear. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I adore that costume. It's amazing. And I hate color. <laughs> I, I don't wear color. Uh, and yeah, that would be I, one one of the things I'd want to do. Like, say I had a million dollars, right? Yeah. Um, I. Um, there are a few Star Wars bucket list collectibles I've got my eyes on. So I want full Stormtrooper gear. Yeah, I, yeah. Want, I want an R2-D2 life-size. At this point during the interview, our mics just stopped working for no reason. So uh, yet more. At this point in the interview, the mics on Discord, like they just stopped working. I couldn't hear him. He couldn't hear me. So even more technical difficulties for this episode, but uh, we restarted the call, and uh, here's where it picked back up. Oh, that yeah. was so weird. I, I hear you fine now. <laughs> it, yeah, nothing changed. I was yeah. just, you just didn't respond, and I went, <laughs> it was just dead air. I was like, oh, hello. You offended me greatly. I was just, <laughs> nope, this is done. We're going to finish this game, and we're done. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm controversial. <laughs> Let's get another one going. Um, so something I like to ask everybody, hmm. uh, who is your favorite, like, background character? Uh, someone that wouldn't be, oh, damn it, I did it again. I, <laughs> I started a single player, not a co-op. Uh, someone, not a Luke or Leia or Han, who's your favorite character that maybe is, like, C or D list in Star Wars? Okay. I'll do OTPT. Okay, okay. I'm going to say... Let's start with PT. Uh, I'm going to say Kitster. <laughs> That's uh, appropriate. I have a question about him later. Uh, well, it's because when I wanted to be in Star Wars, my cousin was like, "Bruv, you couldn't even be Kitster." Oh, no. So I just, I just, I just like fucking, I just gravitated towards Kitster. It just used to make me laugh when I think about live-action Kitster. <laughs> um, and 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 he's and you know, for such a small impact, he says wizard. Right, uh -huh. he says he he does the awkward high five with with young Greedo. Um, it is young Greedo, right? Yeah, because uh, it's established in the deleted scenes uh, where they fight. I think it's Wald. Young Greedo is, is a different. Wald? Yeah, yeah. But I thought in the isn't there a deleted scene where Anakin's fighting him and then they go, "You're going to end up getting in trouble, Greedo." It's a it's a different Rodian, but yeah, that is a different. There, there is a there oh. is a deleted scene, yeah. Ah, so that's Wald. Okay, good to know. Okay, but um. Yeah, so I'd say Kitster from the OT. God, D list, C list, D list. Fuck, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say. Oh man, it's gotta be. It's gotta be Wedge. All right. Okay. Gotta be yeah. Wedge, man. Yeah. I'm a huge Rogue Squadron fan. Hell yeah. And I love the books and stuff. Like Wedge, I mean, does Wedge even count as C or D? I think so. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to split hairs here with people. Like, he's just a popular background character. I mean, he might be like the background character for Star Wars, but still, like, he's in all three movies. He is. He's in uh, all three. He's he's Ewan McGregor's uncle, Dennis yeah, Lawson. Yeah. He's. Uh, he changes accents. Uh, midway <laughs> for some reason, and and then he's in all the EU. Like yep. Wedge, Wedge is my guy. Uh, one of my favorite 
video games of all time, it's up there with GoldenEye and Ocarina, uh, Ocarina of Time, is Rogue Squadron on the Nintendo 64. Um, I got the expansion pack to play that. Um, <laughs> and Rogue Squadron is one of my favorite franchises ever. Yeah, I... I, I bought GameCube for that. <laughs> the, the second one is so good. and that's Oh, it's incredible. I mean, it I've needs been, a Twitch port, man. Yeah, it does. I've been so into this game just because I was, I've was i been hungry for a piloting game again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, that, like, Biggs is my favorite, like, background character. So I love Biggs too, man. I, I, I could have done a, a Biggs cosplay when I had... Because I, I, uh-huh. my birthday was while I was shooting Bly. And my Obi-Wan has a freaking mustache. When I went, we all went to the Star Wars canteen. Yeah, yeah, birthday. yeah. Um, I should have just fucking done Biggs. I was, <laughs> I was good to go. But I, I've, I've wanted an Obi Wan Kenobi tunic costume since I was a kid. So it was me fulfilling. Once I got some of that blind money, one of the first things I did was I was like, "Where's the most like screen accurate intent? What, what where could I get this from?" So that's um, that's why I went with that. I couldn't wait. Well, that's I, I had to. Uh congratulate you on your mustache because i mean damn like i i grew one specifically for squadrons uh just oh, did you? yeah like specifically i cosplayed bigs <laughs> the day one i was like all right i'm gonna dress up as bigs and play this game that's awesome uh and then i saw your mustache i was like god damn that's a mustache right there dude it it blows my mind and i mean this sort of happened on iZombie, so i i knew what i was getting what was going to happen you know i I pour my heart out and I try my best to like, you know, do my work and things. I'll do this scene where I'm bawling my eyes out and uh, this was on iZombie, people would be like, <laughs> eyebrows on fleek, beard looks great. <laughs> and then they talk about my co-stars and they'd be like, Rose McIver and David Anders and Malcolm Goodwin are phenomenal actors. <laughs> Rahul Kohli's hair is giving, is making me wet. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Um, and then I knew when Bly came out, it's the same thing. It was like GQ when I did an interview with GQ. The first thing they were like, they were like, we need to talk about the moustache. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Obviously, I'm not complaining at all. It's just the funniest shit to me, man. Uh, well, I will happily uh, compliment your acting in my manner. <laughs> because I, I remember it's at the end of the fourth episode. Uh, the yeah, monologue. monologue. Holy yeah. cow. That was great. I didn't... Uh, Dude, I didn't know that that was going to hit, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I have no read on this show. Like Mike, Fl- Mike Flanagan will tell you, he's had to like be in my ear all year round. Where I'm like, yeah, but I'm shit. Yeah, but yeah. And he'd go, dude, the monologue's fantastic. You're going to be really happy. And oh, I'm yeah. like, am I though? Am I? I it's two takes. I was freezing. I didn't get a rehearsal. Ugh. And no, then, don't, dude, it's fantastic. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, that that I've been. Uh, it's been breaking my heart. I haven't been able to reach out to people, but in what it kind of opened up is a floodgates of people who have been caring for their loved ones with dementia, mm. um, and they've all been sort of reaching out to me about it. Uh, and I don't know how to respond at the moment, which is, other than I'm so sorry to hear that. Stay strong. Also, thanks for the love. I don't know how to deal with that. Like right now, I'm, I guess I'm not mature enough. To, but um, but yeah, it, it seems to have really resonated with a lot of people who are having to care for loved ones. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm close to it. My my grandfather had it, uh, but it was oh, when I was pretty young. But it's still yeah, like yeah. you know, it's part of our family history and definitely something that it, it still resonates with me. So yeah, it was very good. Wow, thank you, man. I appreciate that. 
And it's going to be great. Yeah, I like how you just said you don't know how to respond to that, and I, I just dumped it on you. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said I. I've figured it out now. No, but honestly, it is, it is an awful thing. I mean, I did. I did obviously research on it, and it's fucking heartbreaking. Like, you know, you always worry about your parents, right? Mm -hmm. And there are so many. I mean, fuck, COVID, cancer, um. Any number of things that can happen to our parents that you think, God, I hope they don't suffer. God, I hope dementia scares the fuck out of me. Same. Dementia and Alzheimer's because it's they're there but they're not there, and that's got to be one of the most awful fucking. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it. My heart goes out to anyone who's dealing with that. Like, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Star Wars, though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did want to talk about uh, Kidster, because you mentioned him, and you have technically played him. Uh, I have, yeah. How did that come about? Because that was such a, a fun <laughs> surprise to be watching the Star Wars show. And then uh, that... Carboni. That... It's, it's all Carboni. Yeah. So Carboni, me and Carboni got to know each other over the last few years. And um, we shit talk, and we have quite a, uh, a jovial friendship. And for a while... Yeah, I've, I've just been always... Kitster just keeps coming up between us, and he sort of has this... He actually has this love for Kitster. Right. Um, and he knows the actor who played him, whose name escapes me right now. But So, so Carboni loves Kitster, and I was like... Our, the, the plan was much bigger. It didn't actually work <laughs> out as well. So what we were going to do was... We were going to shoot a legit hardcore trailer. <laughs> as 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 April Fools. Yeah, that was what we were aiming oh, for. Oh man, so but yeah, but like um, I was on Bly. I think I had a couple of days off or a day off. I flew to San Francisco and we just did a quick green screen as best we could. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, so it, uh, you know, and that's usually the case, right? You aim for the stars and clear the trees or whatever. But um, yeah, it was just a fun little thing, and it's, it was completely carboning taking me up on, you know, drunk <laughs> chats about Kitster, when, nice. you know, yeah, that was all it was. Uh, but it, it was fun to do, man, that, oh, that yeah. was definitely... Yeah. It, it broke my heart a little bit at the end where it said, uh, coming never. I was just, aw. Uh, I mean, I know, I know that's the case, but still. I don't know what a Kitster movie would be. I think I pitched one to him a long time ago, <laughs> and it was about, you know, him no like finding out that like he's he was a slave right mm. and anakin never came back to rescue his best mate and he harbors this you know anger towards towards anakin um and becomes part of the rebel alliance oh. well i don't know what the hell i was talking about but yeah <laughs> was that also drunk most of these conversations <laughs> are yeah Here we go. Well, you talk about you want to talk about Star Wars and drunk. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Jacob and Bruce and I uh -huh. decided to tackle the Phantom Menace. Uh, yeah, I absolutely dream. am going to bring this up, or was going to. So let's talk about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, you guys. Uh, this is pretty early on in like the quarantine days. Uh, it was you and Jacob uh, went through. And you, you just memorized the script or did your best, and I, I, I was mesmerized by it. Like, Dude, we, did, we didn't memorize it. That's the thing. That's what people don't realize. That wasn't memorized. Or right, it was just kind of like, from recollection, we, just watching it. Yeah, it was, it was purely because Jacob and I 
have this love affair that I think Funhouse people have sort of clocked. Me and Jacob outrageously flirt with one another <laughs> anytime we're around each other. There's just this mutual Star Wars love and yeah. like, you know, he, we do it's the same stuff. I mean, and he's also a savant when it comes to like the Star Wars universe, man. He puts me to shame, so I love hanging out with him. I'm usually like amongst my friends. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm that dude, and then Jacob makes me feel like holy shit, I'm merely a padawan. It's like yeah, it's like I'm fine, I'm normal. I don't know if you saw a video on Funhouse. He, they they covered the names of the episode one. Yes, operators. that was the Cameron Monaghan episode. Yeah, so oh funny. my god. Jake. That's why. That's why I I want to sex Jacob. That's he is the most attractive man to me in the world. Uh, with when he does that, he doesn't realize why. When I I'm not joking. When I'm like, dude, I'm so fucking hot for you right now. Um, but yeah. So like again, drunk chats with Jacob and doing quotes. We both challenged each other. It's like without just doing it, I reckon we could do Phantom Menace start to finish. And we felt fairly confident. And then I, I, I went away and when COVID happened, I realized, well, shit, what if we, what if we, get, you know, we'll do it for free, but why not take some donations? Right. Why don't we say, uh -huh. hey, you know what? While we do the Phantom Menace, if you want to see us do Attack of the Clones, donate what you can. Yeah, yeah. Just go straight to the direct relief. Uh, but the Phantom Menace was obviously free. We just wanted to do it for, for shits and gigs. Um, I, I, I'm terrible with timekeeping right now. So I was, as you know, uh, I was late, so I didn't eat. <laughs> oh, no. And yeah, there, and there were rules to this, right? There were rules, yeah. You flub a line and you've got to buy it off Bruce, who was reading all the script, uh, scene direction. Um, and... The thing that you won't realize when you quote a film... You know it. You know it backwards. I can go into any speech, even Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. But what you don't know, what your brain doesn't address, are the yes, the confirmations. Oh yeah, how yeah. they say goodbye. That shit doesn't stick because it's just point. It's it's nothing, and that shit messed me up the most. Um, and I passed out <laughs> midway through. Uh, puked everything up. And then somehow came back <laughs> for, the, for the last act for the Jewel of the Fates and um, and rallied. But I was a mess. I I hadn't been that drunk since living in Britain. Um, we, you know, Americans don't drink like us. And I got used to drinking with Americans and I was not ready for that drunk stream. It, it messed me up, man. But I'm so proud of it. And then people started editing the whole film together. Yeah. Dude. It was awesome. I mean, you you were just doing lines. You, you were all doing voices as well, and that that was what was really getting me. Like some of the impressions you guys were pulling off. I mean, my favorites are the lazy ones. I I, <clears throat> I I'm not like that guy who you know, actors piss me off, right? They can't stop performing, and I hate that shit. I'm so working class about all of this. I grew <laughs> up. I was part of the crew, man. I grew up hating actors. I used to be a runner on set. I was I was always with the, the camera department, which are more like the working, the, mm -hmm. they're the working boys. And then I, you know, when I became an actor, I started hanging out with fucking actors, and they're constantly just talk to me in your normal accent, bruv. Just stop oh, yeah. doing an impression. Stop it. I don't <laughs> care. Turn off. And um, 
So when we were doing that drunk stream, yeah, I mean, there were some that we knew we could do. I, I didn't know I could do a good clean glass until we were doing it. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, I can do clean glass. But the, um, the lazy ones that were like rough approximations were my favorite. My The only character I told Jacob he couldn't have was uh, Queen Jamila or whatever her sure. name is. <laughs> I've been, that was the role I was born to play. <laughs> and I was the only one who could get away with doing the worst Indian accent. <laughs> right. <laughs> so are you are you going to do uh, episode three? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened was I... Um, it, it's, it's all me. It's, it's Jacob and, and Bruce are ready to go. It's all me. I, I moved... I came to Vancouver uh, in the summer to begin working on on my new show and we basically just said look i didn't want to do it with the setup i have right here i don't have a microphone i don't have a webcam properly um i'm also you know working and i'm kind of you know staying focused and i'm not yeah. drinking while i'm here so i just said to them can we do it when i get back in town um back in la when i have my setup um and we're quite possibly exploring, depending on how isolation works and lockdown works, we're exploring doing it maybe the last one in the same room. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Alana, Alana Pierce was, uh, who actually was, was a big part of helping arrange a lot of stuff. She taught me a lot about, you know, tilt fi and how to get the donations ready and stuff like that. Was that and, and, and what program to use to make that thumbnail art. <laughs> uh, so Alana had been in the background for us with all of that. And when she was raising money for Beirut, the explosion, um, I made a, uh, I gave it like an incentive, which was, if you guys raise this amount in this amount of time, Alana will play General Grievous. <laughs> so she's now involved in General Grievous. That's hilarious. And I think Lawrence wanted to serve the drinks and be MC of the night. So we might finish Revenge of the Sith in style. We'll oh, see. that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've already talked to you a bit about uh, this, but y you can do the Anakin uh, monologue, right? The the kiss you never should have given me. Because I think I think yeah. that'd be good to do right now while you're flying around and. Uh, okay, cool. I can do some <laughs> of it, but I'm gonna flub because I'm also trying to. Uh, yeah, that's off. that's the point. Right. <laughs> so I think it begins like from the moment I met you all those years ago. Not a day has gone by when I haven't thought of you, and now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. The thought of not being with you, I can't breathe. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. No! See, I knew I'd mess this up. I'm not prepared. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. The thought of not being with you, I can't breathe. I'm haunted by the kiss you should never have given me. Uh, I think I bastardized that, but I'm being shot. I, uh, I can't it's, shake him. It's like it's like he's here. My Anakin is the laziest shit. No, it's not. <laughs> it's honestly ever. really good. And I, I I I saw some comments. Some people like internet man got internet oh, yeah, yeah. internet right. I saw someone being like this asshole mocking a fellow actor with his impression. <laughs> that sounds just like, like him. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Firstly. I love Hayden Christensen. I fucking love that dude. I want everything good to happen to that guy. 
Um, I I actually, dude, one of my when I booked iZombie, um, which was my first big break, right? And I, I hadn't, you know, I was just doing fucking background work at that point in commercials. All of a sudden, our show, we do the pilot and it gets picked up for a full season order, and the CW like. Well, we're gonna we're gonna fly you to New York to do the upfronts where we you know do all your red carpets and press tours and stuff, and it was it was just insane, right? So there were so many things I'd never I'd never been to America. I'm mm. now in New York. I'm on a red carpet. I'm talking to IGN, and I'm because I'm you know I was a gamer, so I was like, oh my god, IGN are interviewing me, <laughs> and then we bought you know the CW has this thing on stage where they bring out all their actors, and. Uh, 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 Heart of Dixie was still on the CW. Oh, yeah. Played by Rachel Bilson, right? And we happened to be blocked to be standing next to each other. So we saw, uh, you know, we're waiting in the wings, and I was like, hello. We start talking, and then she, you know, we, we were just pleasantries, and she's like, yeah, I'm just here with my husband. He's just at the hotel right now. <laughs> and I went, Hayden. And she was like, yeah, my, yeah, Hayden. And I, I think I just went into full stand Twitter of like, oh my fucking god, I love him so much. Can you tell him how much I love him? Uh, oh my god. And and then we got brought out on stage. And then when I was checking out, he walked past me. And I, dude, I was just like shaking. But also, when I shot the pilot, I pulled up to, I was in Vancouver. We were staying at the Sutton Place Hotel. Uh, Again, I've never, I'd never had a pilot before or anything, right? This was my first speaking role, really. Um, the first person I opened the door for when I get into the hotel was Harrison Ford. Oh my just god! As he walked by, and I was like, "Oh my god, I am in a different world right now. What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" Harrison Ford was the first person I saw when I got to Vancouver. <laughs> That's absurd. Yeah, I don't think. And I, I got to meet Ray Park. <laughs> and he said something to me that made me wet like Jacob. He said, we were, we were talking, we were at a convention. And me and Ray, I passed him on the stairs and I was just like, sorry, dude, I just got to tell you, you know, I, I, I love showing love. I don't give a fuck if I come across like a fanboy. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I started talking to Ray Park and telling him how amazing he is and how much I studied, you know, I know the choreo uh, choreography for Phantom <laughs> Menace. Especially Obi Wan's bits, I I know I know I've learned you know I memorized the choreography, and he was like, "Hey, when you get a little chance, why don't you come to my booth and we'll do it?" <laughs> That's and hilarious. I never did. Oh no! I never oh no! I, I was too. I couldn't leave my booth. I was too busy. I never <laughs> got a chance, and I was like, "Yeah, but Darth Maul wants to do." I've been training for yeah, this. Yeah, I can go fight Darth Maul. Like, well, never happened. But no. I'm, I'm living in the sandbox right now, man. I'm having a great time. Like anyone I meet who's like. You know, every now and again, Mark Hamill will like a tweet, and I'm just, I'm like, I'm just a kid in a candy shop, man. That's that's fantastic. Wait, wait. I heard, I heard from his, you know, his his daughters uh, had told me that um, he watched Die Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so that just blew my mind, and I think they're watching Bly now. I'm just like, Luke's watching my shit. Yeah, it's fucking wild. That's a. If people haven't watched it, iZombie is genuinely great. Like uh, my wife and I were big uh, Veronica Mars fans. Oh really? Yeah, and uh, then we. I, I think I saw you on Funhouse first, and was like, "Oh, that iZombies uh, from the same people." So like we yeah. gave it a shot, and I was like, it, it, "It's got some Veronica Mars vibes, which I really like." Of course, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. weekly mystery. Yeah, but it's very fun. 
it's fun. That's all it is, man. I, it's, you know, Emmy Award winning stuff it is not. Even though I think that the actors I worked with are some of the best actors I've ever worked with in my career. No one realizes when you do that show, dude. I, no one gets enough props for the job they were doing there. Uh, I tell people on, like, The Haunting, the, 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 the parameters in which we had to work in, and they go, holy shit. We had no table reads. We had no rehearsals. We shot 60 pages. So we were shooting a film a week. Oh. Because even though most shows know that they're not going to, um, you know, they, they know that they're only, they're only going to have 41 minutes of, 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 of show in the rest sure. of the commercials. Rob don't like that. Rob wants his full 60. He wants the full 60, and then he'll cut the show accordingly. Mm. So he, he doesn't want to write to 41 minutes. He wants to write a coherent show and then find find wow. what works in the edit. So we're doing that weekly. So me, Rose, and Mac are coming in on the day. And while we're blocking it with a, di with a new director every week, we're just going for it. And that show required comedic beats and brains and personalities. Rose had, Rose would be on a brain and she'd only find, start working on the next brain two days before the brain that she had to play <laughs> was, was going to happen. Like, she's a beast. So for whenever I hear I zombie shit talking, I'm like, you have no fucking yeah. idea, man. Like, I, not many people could have done that show. Well, um, I mean, I, maybe I'm completely wrong here. It, it might be an actor's nightmare, but I was like, man, this is such a great, like, it, people get to play so many different kinds of characters. Yeah. Uh, is that something? Because you got your monthlies, uh, you got to play. I did have my monthlies. You got to yeah. play the occasional fun brain. Uh, did you? Was that fun, or was it really hard, or both? The best, the best thing in the world. Um, uh, some actors don't like it, but not all actors like playing variety of characters and putting themselves out there like that. Some actors have made a career in playing themselves, playing versions of themselves, mm -hmm. and doing it fucking like incredibly well. Other people are character actors, and they enjoy changing their physicality, and, and you know what I mean, getting into that. And there's no shame for anyone. Like everyone has their own preferences. So for Rose, I know she loved it. Like Rose is incredible. Right? Rose was. No one could play seventy brains or right. whatever the hell she did. Um, one of the best actresses in Hollywood. Um, when it was my turn, uh, Buckley got to play a couple, and he did one that has become. I guess the most celebrated, the teenage girl he played. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, and and and, and Buckley, Buckley wasn't like. No, no offense to Bucks. Bucks isn't a character actor. Bucks isn't being asked to play, do this, do that, and playing all these like you know crazy different roles. So Buckley getting his hands dirty, getting stuck in, and and changing his physicality and his voice and going real hard on that man. It was awesome to watch. It was so brave and and so out of his own comfort zone. And I I wanted to be pushed out of my comfort zone. So when I got given a couple of brains, they were the show runners like Rob and everyone were so happy with what I was delivering. They made it a, a monthly thing. They were like, "No, nah, yeah, it's it's it's, ro it's role brain time." Um, Do you have a personality was, that stuck out to you? One that you yeah. really really enjoyed? Yeah, the Thumbbreaker Barnes one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that I think I, of first too. Yeah, uh, it started with because it was it was episode one of season five, so we were on hiatus, and I got I got a. a call from rob and he's like look i've been wanting to do this for so long and i think i think you're perfect for this can we do a lock stock guy Ritchie <laughs> brain i want to do it and i was so i was so down for it so he uh and i'd never had this process with rob before because well not why would we 
um, I was getting his drafts before anyone else because he was like, check the language. What are we doing mm-hmm. here? So he sent me like his scripts and they were great, dude. I didn't change a single. I think there was one slang I changed that Rob, Rob used and he didn't get it wrong. He just he just didn't. It just wasn't as effective in that scene. That was it. He just he had a word that wasn't enough of an insult for what was going on. <laughs> it was more jovial. So I no one knows this. I don't know if I should put this out there, but I'm going <laughs> to. I'll give you another. Yeah, I'll give you another. <laughs> I did fuck with Rob a little bit. So I read. He asked me for like, you know, is his language right? And he had put a word in there. Now, it's a UK slang word. And it's nonce. Now, I think to American ears, when you hear the word nonce, it could be like, you know, a jovial kind of like you, you plum. You know, you know what I mean? It's got yeah. that kind of it doesn't have any. It's not strong. A nonce is a pedophile. Oh. And I knew that. And I knew that the certification, the, the censorship boards in America wouldn't know. And w- when I was looking at the script, I chose not to say anything. Because I was like, Ravi's going to sh- call the guy who delivers his food an, a pedophile. <laughs> and I'm not going to correct it. I'm going <laughs> to let it go. So I did, knowing that when that episode dropped in the UK, they, that, you know, my UK <laughs> lot would lose their shit. <clears throat> and it completely slipped by everyone. And, um, and yeah, the, the, yeah, I asked for meatballs, you nonce, or something was the line. Yeah. yeah. And Twitter, UK Twitter, was cracking up. They thought <laughs> I improvised it. They didn't know how I got that said on 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 US television. Um, so I take, I have super, I have so much pride over that that particular <laughs> episode. That's uh, that's very good. <laughs> I, I, that's not the way I thought that story was going to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's there's a ton of, I mean, Rabbi uh, is pretty nerdy in the show as well like mm. would you say that that was something that was part of his character from the start or especially there are a ton of star wars references in there did you yeah. put that in yourself did that did you inform that or was it the other way around so that was so so he was always ravi initially was supposed to be giles from buffy mm. they were looking for someone in their 40s to 50s mm. they didn't have that type of obi-wan giles in the show if you look at it now you think yeah that is missing right who's the who's the wise voice yeah um so the casting sheet when i went up for ravi was looking for 40 year olds i was 27 but they were also looking for indians which meant that there was such a small pool 20 year olds were still reading for ravi because they ain't got a choice like who have you got when Rob saw my audition, he decided to change Ravi's age and was like, no, we're going with this kid. Ravi is in his late 20s, early 30s. We're leaving it as is. This is the guy. So he was always kind of the brains, so to speak, um, and had intelligence. But where the geek references came from was the writers and the showrunners started following me on Twitter sure. and just started taking my shit. So... <laughs> I got an email from Diane Ruggiero Wright, who was one of the um, co-creators and writers on the show. And I remember her going, uh, Major and Ravi are going to bond in this episode. What video game are you playing right now? Nice. And I was like, Diablo 3 just came out on, on console, so I'm playing that. She was like, great. She went and spoke to Blizzard and got the rights and just <laughs> wrote it in. I was like, oh, okay, that's that done. 
<laughs> and then, um, and then Rob just named the rats a new hope uh -huh. and, fa and did the Phantom Menace joke. And I was just tickled. I was like, this is like family. This is like my boss going, we know Rob's going to like this. Let's just do it. Uh, there was another time where Ravi's wearing headphones and Major's having headphones while they dig for um, Tainted Utopia. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing playing in my headphones, obviously. And then when the episode came out, they had just ADR'd me listening to a podcast about Kylo Ren. <laughs> and I was like, shut up! Like, it was just so, it was so fucking sweet, man. I was just like, Rob, what are you doing, man? Because, um, yeah, it was just before The Force Awakens was coming out. Yeah. That's the, the one that I remember well is... Uh... The, you're on a date, and the, the girl says she's never seen Star Wars before, and Ravi's face yeah. just falls. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was. I mean, I I do get a little ups, not upset. That sounds that's a bit strong, but I do feel that what happens is, especially where Ravi's concerned, people go, "Are you even acting, bro?" And I am. I'm nothing like. I am nothing like my character. That is a full, like, I am fully not that guy. But because a lot of my personal life got brought into the show, even my crush on Rihanna got brought in. <laughs> um, I can understand the confusion. But even, I've been seeing that with Owen. People are like, are you even acting? Uh, yeah, I am. I, I don't, I'm not in love with a dead woman and I can't cook. <laughs> um, you weren't a sous chef? I wasn't a sous chef in Paris where they only let me chop vegetables. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, but it's still sweet. I still look at Ravi with the most, that, that, that's, that character, I don't think I'll ever play another character like that. That character has the most of me in there. Not intentionally, there are bits of me, there's a lot of the writers being sweet and putting in stuff for me that they knew I'd love. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, he's, he's. Still, to this day, I'm very, very happy with, with Blind Manor and Owen and Scarecrow and all the, and Files. <laughs> These are all, like, I'm so grateful for the career I've had so far, but Ravi is, uh, yeah, I miss him. I actually miss him. I don't, I, I don't want to come back. I wouldn't want to make a season six. I wouldn't want to, like, we're done. I'm done with that story. I think we all are. Like, we've got nothing else to tell. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, Fuck, I miss him. <laughs> you mentioned Scarecrow. For five years, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, they become family to you, it's weird. Uh, so you mentioned Scarecrow, so you're like, yeah, you're in the DC fandom as well. Is there, is there another universe you really want to play in besides Star Wars? Yeah. Well, how long have you got? <laughs> Go uh, for it. Can I say this? <laughs> fuck it, I'll say, I don't give a fuck. I, didn't, I don't think I signed an NDA. I auditioned for Lord of the Rings. No shit! The Amazon yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, can you say that I'm a huge Tolkien fan too? Oh, really? Yeah, oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, likewise. Uh, did not get it. No, did not book it. Uh, while I, I went, I went back three times, four times. So I must have done okay. Uh, but then, um, while I think I was, we were waiting, I booked Bly. 
But oh. not to say that that's the reason I, I I didn't get anything. I just didn't hear from them. I might they probably passed on me anyway. But I just as soon as the haunting became a thing, my mind I was like I'm off. See ya. <laughs> uh, never thought about it again. But yeah, the Tolkien franchise, of course. Um, was was it for a new character or uh, some someone from like the Silmarillion or something? Can't say. All right. <laughs> also, don't know. Oh. Dummy, dummy sides, dummy characters, dummy gotcha. everything. Huh. You don't know anything. That's why I don't mind talking about it. I'm like, well, you didn't even send me a real script. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the same happened for um, Tenant. I didn't. I I knew who was making it. There was no title. There was no nothing. And it was dummy sides. It was a monologue that had nothing to do with the film. Hmm. Yeah. There's been some cool stuff. But yeah, franchises that I'd like to be involved with. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Two things I've been fan-casted as the most. Oh, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic, Mm -hmm. I get a lot. But that is only because I bear a vague resemblance to John Krasinski, who is the fan favorite to play (laughs) that. Uh, The fan choice, sorry. Um, But the other one that I... I'm not a confident actor. I don't look at something and think I can kill a role. I, I'm, I'm, I'm always doubting myself. Uh, however, there is one role where I'm like, if you got me involved in that thing, I could do a job better than anyone. I'm one of the best choices you could have for this job, and that's Doctor Who. Yeah. If you watch I Zombie and look at Ravi, there's your blueprint for. Doctor Who. I know. I, I, fe- I feel like I played a version of the Doctor on that show with the energy and the goofiness and stuff and, mm-hmm. and then the seriousness of it. Um, yeah, that's my um, that would be the franchise that I, I think I could really bring something special to. That would probably get me into Doctor Who, frankly. Same. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, Star Wars all the way. I don't care about anything else but Star Wars. I just want um, my Star Wars role and I want Liverpool to notice me I want my football club to notice me in in what way does a football club notice you like retweets or yeah or or sends me a shirt even though I own all their shirts and I buy them on day one or goes uh, we see you yeah thanks for your support or come to a game or one of the footballers goes, hey, I just watched Bly Manor with my missus, and I will die if <laughs> if if any of our players, if Jordan Henderson or, you know, Virgil van Dijk was like, Bly Manor, I, I, I would freak out. Yeah, I've been a Liverpool fan since I was a kid. So. Did, did you go to a lot of games, like, growing up? Uh, no, I, I li- I'm from London. Right. I ended up supporting that club because of my cousins, um, who were up north. But, um, I, I only started going to games. My dad wouldn't take me. He was an Arsenal fan. And my sister was an Arsenal fan. So we went to Arsenal games. Um, they weren't taking me four hours up to Liverpool to watch a game. Um, so it was when I became an adult. Cool. When I had a car. I started going up to Anfield when I had a chance. But then I moved. Uh, and I've been filming TV shows for the last back-to-back if you include the five years I've done on my zombie, 
every season of football for the last seven years I've been in Vancouver. So I have not been able to... Uh, I snuck home last year and I managed to see Liverpool play at Wembley, but um, but I don't get to go to games anymore. Yeah. I have to wake up at four in the morning to watch them here, and I do every time. <laughs> um, I, I wear the shirt, I make my cup of tea, and I sit here at four in the morning and watch watch the boys play. That's, I I need to watch more... It's just sports in general. Like, I'm just not into sports, but, like, I, I played soccer growing up, or football. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, uh, not well, but I, I've always enjoyed it. And, like, I see a bunch of my friends, American friends, into uh, the, the the football clubs as well. And I'm like, I feel like I could get into that. That might be a sport I could dive into. Yeah, I think you just got to have a dog in the fight. That's yeah. Um, pick a team, and that's it. It's the team not the sport once you're invested in that team and once you're invested in their history and what they're trying to achieve it all falls into place i think it's hard to watch a a sport without one um i i I know a lot of non-americans tend to gravitate towards a player rather than a team so a lebron or you know um i've just dried but yeah the point being is that you can also that, that that's a lot of football fans aren't really fans. They're Ronaldo fans or they're Messi mm-hmm. fans or they're Mo Salah fans, and that brings them to the sport. But as long as you've got a dog in it, it's it's it's, it's fun, man. I find it super common though, because yeah, a lot of um, it's it's so funny because I I came here thinking, well, I'm going to be supporting a whole sport on my own when I'm at work, when I'm at home, when I'm at the pub. <laughs> like I'm, um, you know, I'm in America. No one yeah. gives a shit. But the funniest thing about it all is, is that you all grew up playing it at school. Mm-hmm. And I just find that hilarious. You all play yeah. it, and then at some point in your teenage years, you go, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I want to start throwing this thing and running with it, then kicking it. And um, But I, I love American sports, funnily enough. I'm not one of those Brits that shit talks American sports. Like, we used to play baseball as kids. I used to play a lot of basketball because I'm tall. Um, me and my... my, my childhood friends at elementary were massive Chicago Bulls fans um, I uh, used to love American football I, I had quarterback club in Madden NHL all of it I've, I, all the American sports I was such a big fan it wasn't until I came to America that I stopped caring <laughs> I think I was just doing it to look cool in front of Brits like because I didn't really care about football so I was like nah I like ice hockey it was probably just to look edgy uh-huh, and right, right. thing. And as soon as I came here, people were like, oh, dude, you like NBA? Like, uh, <laughs> only when I'm in London. <laughs> well, how, how did you choose Liverpool? Or did Liverpool choose you? Like, what, what drew you to that team? I think I was like five, six, seven years old. And my cousins were diehard football fans. And most of my cousins were Liverpool fans. And that was it. So nice. I just got yeah. I just got recruited like just religion. Very, very impressionable, yeah. That's it. You know, a six-year-old gets told that's your team. That's 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 your team. That's your team. It's as simple as that. Um, it's a it's a hand me down. I didn't know that Liverpool was four hours away from my house. I don't have any concept of, you know, a London team, and I should be an Arsenal supporter or you know whatever. Um, but I, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I made that choice. But I've got a team for every sport. So I've got. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. All right. That's who I use when I play Madden. That's who I, and it's only because Brett Favre was on the cover of Quarterback Club on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> so I figured, just 
that if he's good enough to be on the cover, then the team's got to be the, the team I'm going to use. And that was it. Um, uh, Chicago Bulls, because as a uh, seven-year-old in the 90s, that's when they were killing it. Mm -hmm. As easy as that. Um, I loved the Mighty Ducks movie, and my oh, uh, yeah. auntie, my my only family, lived in Anaheim. So that's the, that's I'm an Anaheim Ducks fan now, uh, and I do go and see them play. So I do actually. But uh, uh, who else have I got? So I'm, have a... I'm from Atlanta, and our teams like just drop the ball every time they get to the finals. So it's hard to <laughs> care too much. It's hard to care about sport. Yeah. Who's the last team? I picked a basketball football. Oh, this is random. Boston Red Sox. Okay. Because they own the owners of the Boston Red Sox, the Fenway Sports Group. They own Liverpool. Ah. Uh, and if you watch the movie Moneyball, I don't know if you ever saw that. I know what it is. <laughs> the Brad Pitt film. Yeah, that's about. They're in that film. It's a true story. Um, and they've done the same with us. The same job they've done on the Boston Red Sox is the same job they've done for us, and then we ended up winning the league. Oh. So, so there's this weird like camaraderie between Boston Red Sox and Liverpool. That's they'll play at the really they'll play at the Fenway the Fenway Park. Yeah, it's all it's all to do with the same owners. Oh, and Liverpool um, are uh, have a uh, are partly owned with a minority shareholder, uh, LeBron James. I don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> I have. No. But I don't watch basketball. Look, I... My football brain, like my soccer brain, uh, is the easiest transition into American sports is basketball for me to enjoy. That and ice hockey play... But they're similar, right? I can um. come with what I'm used to and the speed of what I'm used to and... Um, American football is a huge departure. It's just, yeah. Where am I going? <laughs> oh yeah, I put it on a, uh, an actual fleet battle. Oh, shit. So, uh... It's probably, we've been going about an hour, it's probably a good way to wrap it up. Sounds good. Have you been enjoying this game? I haven't been playing it, man. The last <laughs> time I played it was with you. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got hit with 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 um, bit, uh, big work, yeah, big scenes, um, and I, I I just can I haven't had a even though I've now had a week off even that week off Bly Manor came out, and because of COVID, all of the press is being done on the phone on mm -hmm. Zoom calls, so it's just been like go gym come back uh, do this interview do a podcast do that. Um, and then by the time it's nighttime, man, I'm just fried. Um, so I haven't. But I, I did want to, like, play the campaign at some point. Uh, man, I actually saw one of the press things this morning because you tweeted about it. Uh, hmm. Because uh, two of your co-stars complained about your farting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I told them means it's just because I really like you lot. Uh -huh. I don't do that to, I don't I don't play with actors that I don't care, care for. <laughs> um, and I was very close to Tania and, and, and Amelia during the shoot. Because it, it was really just us three, right? We were the... Uh, Victoria obviously was there, but she's the au pair. She's the American outsider. And, and we were the three that had already 
we, we were supposed to have this relationship right. where we've been in the house the longest. Um, and we were all British, so we bonded the most and, you know, all of that stuff. But <clears throat> I, um, I, I, I don't want to say like, I don't want to sound like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a game player, but I do that shit on purpose. Oh, sure. I do that I mean, shit that's on purpose definitely the... make them laugh. <laughs> And it's right, if you look at Owen and then realize that sometimes during their speeches I'd fart, like, it, it makes it makes sense, right? Because we're friends. Uh -huh. and, it's, and it's, you know, it works for me to have a laugh with them and be fun and keep a light set. And the, it used to make the kids laugh. I think I did one bad one once. Where, <laughs> like, because my, my farts don't smell. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do them. <laughs> there was one, I don't know what I ate, when I did it in front of the kids, we all, they felt sick and we oh. had to move. It backfired and I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And the crew had to like, were sitting there with t-shirts over their mouths and over their noses. <laughs> it was, yeah. But yeah, I, I did do some farting. I'm just, a, I, I just, I'm a kid when I'm on set, man. I'm, I'm super professional, but at the same time, I'm just there to have fun. I just, I just like having fun. We do a fun job, man, and don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, I mean, I, I've taken just like a handful of improv classes, and uh, one of my teachers just broke down how, like, improv and acting, it's like, it's just learning how to play and use your imagination again. I was like, I don't know, no one had ever talked to me that way about it, and it's like, yeah, it is supposed to be fun. Yeah, and, and dude, the thing is with, with acting is we did this. This was second nature to us when we were kids. We right, all right. did. We didn't. We didn't overthink it. When someone said you're um, a cowboy, if someone said you were Daniel, my my generation was you're Daniel Larusso, and my cousins were the Cobra Kai's, <laughs> and we were just like reenacting scenes. You didn't think about it. You didn't worry about. There was no shame. There was no embarrassment. There was mm -hmm. just pure and utter commitment to the moment, and being silly, and not caring. And yeah. then society beats that out of you yep. and tells you that you're wrong and that's childish and that you're supposed to behave a certain way and it beats it out of you. And then when you're an adult and you come back to drama, you've got to undo that. And I, and I do. I try my best to undo that and not give a shit. Holds me back. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy to fail. I'm happy to play and get it wrong. That's the big thing I think uh, people, and definitely I struggle with, uh, is like, yeah, accepting failure and just being like, no, that's absolutely part of it, especially in improv. Uh, yeah. Just being like, yeah, you messed up, but that's going to be part of the story now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and but the thing is as well, where what's taken the fun out of it a little bit <laughs> is if I fail now, um, it ends up in a review <laughs> or tweeted at me yeah. and they go, you were shit accent drop there and you're like, fuck okay, so now I've got to find this hybrid of have fun don't take yourself too seriously but don't have too much fun because people are going to create a social performance <laughs> and so like, find the hybrid of like del del delivering the goods but also making sure that it's, yeah I just try not to think about any of that stuff. I think when when we release Midnight Mass, I'm I'm um, giving my social media accounts to my publicist, sure. and I am turning my phone off, and I am not going to be present for any reviews. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm not doing it to myself. 
I can't handle it. It's it's rough, <laughs> and I, like I I'm just a YouTuber, so I criticism sucks, dude. <laughs> it, it stays with you. It doesn't matter, even yeah. if it's fucking nonsense. And like you know, you get 500 positive tweets, mm -hmm. and one person goes, I "Thought you were shit," and it's done. The 500 me are meaningless. Um, and. It is, and it, yeah, it's what it is, man. And and it's fucked as well. Like I think a lot of people don't realise. Like I've seen a lot of bad behaviour from from actors and labels being thrown around about divas and this and that. But at the same time, I do have this insight. Do you know how scared they are? Sure. Do you know? How, do you know how scared they are? Because when a, when 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 there's something wrong with the crew. When there's something wrong with the writing or the script, or the director shows up and has got a wrong read on it, you know who gets the blame? Mm. The fucking performer gets the blame because they're the ones that are saying it. If something's off, you are the face of that that gaff. It's your fault. So there's this there's this extra level of like protection that you try and throw yourselves, which is like, yo, if we don't get this right, I'm gonna eat shit in a year. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And that, I, I, so I sort of, there's no excuse for being a dick. There's no excuse for, for being mean to people just trying to do their job. But I absolutely understand the pressure that can sometimes breed that type of, like, fear and, and insecurity. And then and how that manifests itself on set. It's fucking scared, man. <laughs> it's like, that, you, that line, this is a shit scene. This scene doesn't work. I'm going to get eaten, torn alive for it. Um, have you ever, like, I, I always compare it too to, like, have you ever been to someone's first day at work? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? You know when you're at retail and you don't know how the till works? <laughs> you haven't figured out yet how to maximize your day, how mm -hmm. to efficiently do your job, you fuck, you fuck up. It's a bad day, but everyone goes, hey, you'll get the hang of it. Yeah. Yeah, that happens every time an actor goes on a show. Huh, yeah, it's not like... I'm an actor, and I've done this once, and now I know how it works all the time. No, it's a new job every time. It's a new job every time, and you're watching somewhere. If you know, the, if you know the scene, you're watching an actor's first day. Go. Yeah. Who is this person? I I don't even know my director yet. I don't know how. Like we haven't developed a level of trust. Uh, but it make that's the job, and that's why you know. In a lot of ways, at, at this level, yeah, that's why you are compensated and, and you are, you know, it just comes with the territory, man. Yeah. So, no violins, but it's just something that I have seen and witnessed and I'm like, well, I, I, you know, I understand why actors are deeply insecure and behave the way they do. I, I am, I'm the, the most insecure. I think just anyone that puts anything out into the world, like it's... It's always stressful. Yeah. Yeah, for you, like... I mean, shit, public domain, right? The second you upload that video... It's it's out there. And you don't even have the levels of, like... Like... I guess you are... You're your own boss, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't really have anyone to catch you and go... Nah. <laughs> yeah, this that's, was, that's this bad. Was, this was bad. a bad take or this... <laughs> yeah, you don't have anyone. You're just, like... I'm judging... I think I've got this. This is good. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then internet. Yeah.
but not that many people, not as nearly as many people watch me as watch like Fly Manor. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's intense. It's intense. But I mean, it's gotten really, really great responses, I think. It has. I think the biggest shock to most people is that it's a love story. Yeah, I mean, like, I would definitely say this did not uh, scare me as much no. as uh, no, Hill, Hill House. House. Yeah. Hill House was terrifying. But, but I still was really into it. I liked the characters. Uh, I liked the storytelling, lots of different kinds of episodes. It, it, it yeah. constantly felt fresh. Yeah, it was, um... The thing is, the whole fear factor thing, I think what people probably don't realize, it's not a failure. They didn't try to make you shit your pants. Right. And then failed, and you weren't being scared by the things that were scary. This never set out to do that. I, I don't yeah. think Mike wanted to play do the same thing. I don't think Mike had any intentions of that. He wanted to switch it up, uh, and, and rightly so. You know, Hill House was terrifying in parts. Um, Bly Manor isn't. Bly Manor is very much more of a psychological sort of thriller and love story. Yeah. And mystery. It's a mystery. What the fuck's going on in, in this house? I didn't even ask you if uh, swearing was going to be a problem, and I think I've just been so <laughs> I, I like. I tend to try to keep it uh, family friendly uh, because it's Star Wars, but we we crossed that bridge a long time ago. It's fine. Uh, you should have said <laughs> no, no, no. Like I, 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 I also, I also don't want people to uh, not be themselves. Gotcha. Like I would rather uh, run a few bleeps. Which I might not even do on this one, but I won't be offended if you bleep it. It's all good. <laughs> I uh, I just it didn't occur to me because I forgot that we're even doing it. I'm just talking to you, playing a video game. So oh no, no. I mean that's kind of what I want this to be like. So it's all good. It's funny. I people uh, watch me on Twitch and they're like, yeah. "Oh, you swear here," and like this is weird to hear, but that's just I, I know that. Like, sometimes I cover stuff that are uh, comics or TV shows, Rebels, yeah. Resistance. Like, these are made for kids, and so I want them to be able to, like... Yeah, you don't, you don't jump on the Resistance one and be like, this show's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But it is totally fine. Cool. Uh, I didn't do the thing that I did uh, on the... on When we were with Bruce... I didn't name our squadron Proud Boys. Uh, well, you just did. <laughs> the funniest thing about that was is, was Bruce going, no, no, don't, no. And then the next day, the most amazing thing happened. I don't know if you saw posts from the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They fucking, they spammed they that too. Uh -huh. And they, were, they took it over. And I was like, exactly. Hell yeah. Take the power away. <laughs> Take the power away. Now when you hashtag Proud Boys... You got some beautiful men kissing. I love it. <laughs> I do enjoy streaming with Bruce though, because yeah, he's so much fun. I just know how to push his buttons, and he also knows how to call me out and call me on my and call me on my nonsense. So it's just like the, we just all have always had good banter, and I push things with him. I'll always say things I don't stand by, just so I know Bruce will challenge me on it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get to play with Jacob very often? Uh, we played the other night, yeah, just off stream, just for fun. That was nice. Like, 
sometimes I feel like anytime I'm playing squadrons, I should be doing it for a reason, but... Sure. Yeah, we were just... Jacob popped on, we played for a while. He's my baby boy. I know, he's, he's wonderful. Uh, he really is. Like, that is one of my favorite people I've ever met in the last seven years since, since this career, my career began. Really. Yeah. Um, about a year Jacob. ago. Yeah, about a year ago, I was out in L.A. for a trivia competition. And I was like, hey, it, it was Star Wars trivia competition. I was like, Jacob, you want to come? And so he came by and supported me. It was a lot of fun. Oh, sweet. How did you do? I won. You won? It, it was just like a 1v1. Uh I'm part of this thing called the Schmodown, which I've actually competed against uh, Sam in it too. Cause Sam, oh, I've heard of yeah, I've heard the Schmodown. Yeah. yeah, it was that. Uh, so I, I had to fly out and uh, defend my title. What type of questions you get? Um, I mean, but the ones that always stick with me are like either the names of like D-list characters or just random lines. Like I, I'm not, I don't think I could do what you and Jacob did and just go. I through. reckon you could. Uh, I think I could stumble my way through it. I'd be taking a lot of drinks. <laughs> I'm like, I know what they're basically saying here, but definitely not the exact line. Um, I, I, of course, I'm blanking on a question now. Well, who, who was Rogue Four in uh, in The Empire Strikes Back? That that's one that pops into my head. Something like that. Rogue Four. Who was Rogue Four? Oh my god. Who was Rogue Four? Uh, Hobby. It was Hobby! Mm -hmm. Ah! <laughs> Hobby! There was another Funhouse video I watched of you and Jacob doing just trivia. I think that one was on LikeRoosterTeeth.com specifically, but <laughs> that one was... Uh, I, I think I kicked <laughs> back with a beer or two and just watched you guys <laughs> do that's trivia. When I, that's, that's when I first fell in love with Jacob. I was dressed as an Ewok. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because we hadn't hung out very often. Because what was what was sort of happening was in the early days of Funhouse, they I, I was only ever around the on-camera personalities, right? Mm -hmm. And and any involvement I had with videos, they it would be Bruce and it'd be James or Elise or whatever. And so I never really got to spend time with the the people behind the scenes at the time. And I got cool with... Uh, have you ever met Omar? Do you know Omar? Yeah, uh, I met a bunch of them back at RTX, I think last year. Oh, sweet. So mm -hmm. Omar is the best. I love Omar. And Omar, I think I got super close to Omar. And through that, Omar was like, hey, do you want to come watch Solo? <laughs> but none of the guys you usually hang out with and are friends with are going to be around. It's, it's, it's me, it's John Smith, and it's Jacob. I didn't really know these guys, but they came directly to me. So I was like, yeah, I, I wanted yeah. to see, I wanted to see solo and I'd, I'd go with, with, with you guys. And that's where that friendship with those three blooms. Um, and Jacob just became like the, my star Wars brother. Um, John is just hilarious, but, um, that's how I got cool with them. And I think my last Funhouse video before I stopped uh, going on was Sundered with Alana and Jacob. <laughs> I watched that the other day just because you tweeted back out and I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> it got one million views. Uh -huh. <laughs> that was my, like, it, that being my last Funhouse video brings me so much joy because that was 
so much fun. You got the Star Wars stuff in there, Max Rebo and Kabuki <laughs> and Monkey Lizard, and yeah, I, I love all of that stuff. Man. I, I love those guys. So we try now and stream um, once a week or every every fortnight because it's a it's a good chemistry between yeah. the four of us. Yeah, you guys are a lot of fun. Thanks, man. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking Dude, the time pleasure. out to hang out. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, where, where can everyone find you online, watch you streaming? Uh, I'll, I'll put all that down in the description. Uh, so, uh, social media, usual, the usual stuff is just my name, Roll Coley13. Um, I don't have, I'm not streaming. Uh, I make do it when I come back to LA, but Alana Pierce uh, usually hosts the streams uh, once a week on Twitch and her YouTube. Uh, as does Jacob and John on their separate ones. Um, and that's it. And then right now you can watch, should I do a proper plug? Yeah, do you it, do watch, it. You can watch Bly and iZombie. You can watch The Haunting of Bly Manor and iZombie and Supergirl on Netflix. And you can watch Scarecrow. Uh, sorry, you can watch Harley Quinn on is it HBO Max now? I think so, yeah. And the DC Universe. And you can play Gears 5 if you want to see any of my work. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much. That was a ton of fun. It's exactly what I wanted this show to be. It's just uh, struggling to talk about Star Wars while we're getting shot at. So I loved it. I really loved <laughs> it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for watching and hanging out. And may the Force be with you.